1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. No. Much appreciated. Thank you. That's great. Of
0: course. <laughs> I'm Marty. Hey, Marty. This voice is Marty. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm it's Nice good. to talk to you, Pat. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks a lot. Of course. Of course. So, uh, Well, to start, Pat, uh, I have to say there's congratulations on, uh, I guess, in a a couple different areas. First of all, on the new album,
1: Dropout Boogie,
0: coming out May 13th. And also congratulations to both you and uh, and your wife, Michelle, on the birth of your uh, daughter just a few weeks ago, right?
2: Five weeks ago. uh, Yeah, five weeks ago. And um, thank you. Her name is Willie. I named her uh, after my grandmother. His name was Willie. Not short for anything. Just <laughs> Willie. <laughs> How's sleep going? Are you, you sleeping? know, uh, Michelle's taking the brunt of uh, of that. I get to like kind of uh, I get my sleep. I have to wake up with our toddler, um, but you know, uh, I'm loving every minute of it. Honestly, so it's it's all good. Even when it's frustrating, it's it's worth it. You know, no, it's, it's like could... it's so different. It's, it's like not that much different than being in a band. You know, it's like <laughs> the, all the amount of frustrated things that come with it, like waiting around for hours and days and sitting in a van. It's all worth it in the end.
0: Well, it should be an interesting summer, right? With you touring. And isn't Michelle going out on the road as well?
2: Michelle has a new record coming out uh, this this fall and she'll she'll be doing some shows. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to really do it, but clearly... We're fortunate enough to, you know, be able to uh, have some, some, some help. Um, We don't, you know, we try not to use that much of that. You know, we do a lot of parenting ourselves, but on the road, it's impossible. So I don't, I don't really know. We're just going to, we'll figure it out as we go. That's the way to do it.
0: Uh, You know, uh, I didn't have a chance to talk with you when uh, Delta Cream was released last year. And I just want to touch on that for uh, for a minute or two. But that must have been sure. so much must have been so much fun going into the studio and playing those songs from Junior Kimbrough and the Arl Burnside songs, songs that you know really are in the DNA of the Black Keys. And to be able to play those with guys and other musicians who you know were on those yeah. records uh, originally, uh, that must have been a lot of fun to
2: do. Yeah, you know, it was it was like a last minute kind of. Um session, Dan was doing this record for an artist of his, uh, it's on his label called, uh, his name is Robert Finley, and, mm. and Dan decided to have Kenny Brown, um, who's a, a slide guitar player who played with R.L. Burnside and Junior Kimbrough, he decided to ask Kenny to come up and play on that album, along with a bass player named Eric Deaton, who played a lot with uh, those guys as well. So they finished that record pretty quickly, and Dan asked if I wanted to come down the studio and just jam um, some of those songs, because that, that that's like the original music that kind of, uh, Dan and I bonded over. It was like Junior Kimbrough and Arnold Burnside. And um, I showed up on a Thursday morning and by Friday evening, we we recorded like 11 songs. And uh, and then that was right before Christmas of 2019. And, you know, we kind of, the pandemic happened. And a couple months later, we, we went and listened back to the tapes and realized that, you know, this would be something that we should put out. So it was cool. And actually... You know, I think like Dan and I were talking just the other day, uh, the other evening, and we were ranking what records of ours we liked the most, <laughs> which we had never done. And we were like, we we're like Delta Cream, Brothers, The Big Come Up, and <laughs> and Dropout Boogie. Those are our four favorite records. And we agreed on that. And it's kind of crazy because this this new record, um we kind of got in this habit of releasing records in may and every time we release a record in may it does really well so uh excited to put this one out right the day before dan's birthday because that's the friday friday the 13th of may and it's one day shy of the 20th anniversary of our first record
0: wow that planning works out really well that's great
2: yeah especially if you have like mild asperger's like i do it's like (laughs) really good
0: did any uh, anything uh, the experience of the sessions for Delta Cream seep into this new record at all, or was it uh, there was a, a distance between the two?
2: Um, I think that I think that yeah, absolutely. Uh, making Delta Cream um, definitely get, was like us hitting the reset button. You know, we've been through a bunch of stuff together, being in this band for uh, two decades, and there was a period of time around twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen where we really just didn't even for half of 2015 and all of 2016 and 17 we saw each other one time or two times Mm. and um you know we made we made a record uh let's rock in 2018 and it was kind of us back in the studio for the first time in five years kind of figuring out like getting back in it and uh the making of that record and the touring like we really bonded again and um And then I think making Delta Cream like it just kind of it was so effortless and enjoyable that I think it proved us that it reminded us that this band that's ultimately what the band needs to be for us is like, uh, you know, a a place that we can be creative and, and really enjoy it. And 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 we've been doing that this this new album. I think we definitely took a cue from from that experience. And I think I, I've never had more fun making a record than we than when making uh this new one. Um and I, you know, it was like uh it was also after a year and a half of basically isolation from COVID, like getting back in the studio, getting around other people and and having fun and cracking jokes and right. um, I'm I'm really proud of it. You know, but we both did get COVID, of course, making the record, but <laughs> <laughs> you'll have that.
0: Uh, you also got to work with uh, some musicians you hadn't worked with in the past. A lot of collaborations on this record, it looks like.
2: Yeah, well, we collaborated with two people. Uh, well, three. The the, the the main one is Billy Gibbons. Uh, stopped by the studio in, in, in June. We worked on this record basically for two weeks uh, out of each month for the summer of 2021. And one of those summer nights... Uh, Billy Gibbons was in town, and he rolled through to Dance Easy Eye Studios, and um, just to hang out. And uh, we decided to jam. And Dan has one. Dan has Fred McDowell's um, Trini Lopez uh, electric guitar, and I was showing it to to Billy, and he, he plugged it in, and we sat down, and it was funny because like it's a complete different style of guitar that he usually plays, and instantly it sounded exactly. Just like Z C Top. <laughs> we recorded like an hour long jam and and uh four minutes of that jam, we kind of we we cut out four minutes uh of this one section and and later shaped that kind of into a song. Um but the the jam itself, the guitars and drums were you know improvised and just kind of verbatim what we played. We just laid some bass on it and some percussion and stuff. And that song's called Good Love and then uh, for the first time, like we've worked, we've written other song, we've written songs like with with Danger Mouse, but other than that, we've never collaborated in the studio. And this time, um, we had a couple songs that we knew like had, were were really good, but we were just having trouble kind of figuring out different like lyrical approaches. And one of those songs was Wild Child, the first single, and so we called our buddy Greg Cartwright. Who's you know pretty legendary garage rock uh, rock and roll musician from Memphis who, who now resides partially in Asheville, North Carolina. We had him come to the studio and write with us for like two days, and uh, two, three, three of those three of the songs on the record are, are ones that he helped us with. Uh, yeah, we had the music kind of figured out, but he he stepped in and helped point us in the right direction. It's kind of funny because Dan and I spend a lot of time ourselves writing with other artists and producing other artists but we've never done it <laughs> like the reverse version uh of having someone come help us like just kind of wrap our heads around something and it was really fun you yeah, know i, I guess was... go ahead
0: oh, i was just gonna say i love his band uh raining sound uh a raining sound, of a band. yeah wow
2: oh man and then another buddy of ours is a um, musician in town that goes by the name angelo and he he's written tons of songs and kind of like, he didn't produce the first couple of Kings of Leon records, but he, he wrote all the songs with them. And he's a buddy of ours and we had him come and he worked on two songs on this record with us. One of those mm. was Wild Child as well.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk about Wild Child. Uh, I, I, I really like the fact that uh, you pretty much kick it off with uh, the Tom Toms and then you end the song the same way. You're a big part of yeah. that song. Yeah, it's cool. Tell us about that song because it has such a cool sound.
2: You know, it was something that like uh, this. The, the way we make music is usually ninety-nine percent of the time it's us sitting in the room together jamming. Um, I'll be I'll be, on the, I'll be on the drums, obviously. Dan on the guitar. Uh, this this song it started with, I think actually I made a little drum loop and Dan and I were sitting around talking about like just basically talking about all the music that we liked when we were kids and what what elements it had that were fun and that was kind of the i the idea was like to make something that felt like that to us like Mm. it felt like a fun big kind of song and um making the music to it wasn't wasn't difficult it was it was filling in like figuring out how to approach this the verses and that's where something where greg Cartwright came in like really was like okay we could write about this and instantly we knocked it out with him and uh but yeah that 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 was uh it was you know all the songs we kind of started them in june and we and we would just go back in the studio in in, in july and august and pull up the, the, the songs and start working on them and wild child was a song we pulled up like probably every day and just added one little thing and then closed up hmm. um we were pretty kind of meticulous with it but uh you know, I think it's like, I think it's one of our shortest songs. Um And it was almost, it, we, we, it was almost even shorter, but I think, uh you know, I think, I think it's, I think, I, I hope people like it. You know, you never know. Yeah. You, you, well, you, you, I, I sent it to my dad and he's like, he, of course he likes, the like, he likes the least poppy song on the record or something. So, <laughs> it's it It does have
0: kind of an abrupt ending you know i was thinking like man this should go on for like another four or five minutes i could because i was digging the groove so much but
2: uh yeah i i I, we figured like just you just uh can do what we used to do when we were kids when the song would uh, be over and just rewind the tape so.
0: (laughs) so the title of the album dropout boogie uh any inspiration from captain beefheart there
2: yeah there's always inspiration from from beefheart uh even like you know um on, on, on the, on the beef heart record uh save his milk which is which is like other than junior kimbrough and arnold burnside that record's the one that really was like one that dan and i first kind of uh bonded over like mm. he was like the only kid in the neighborhood that had that was listening to that kind of music and that was a record that we both liked and so, of course, you know, we were sitting around talking about high school while we were making this record and just like how insane like our high school experience was <laughs> versus how like my stepdaughter's experience and, and Dan's daughter's experience, like just how completely insane <laughs> our high school was. We were telling stories and we kind of had this kind of whole idea of like, uh, you know, making a video that was kind of based on like the the, the the contemporary high school experience uh, but filtered through our own kind of version of it. And we were like, well, we, we're too old to be in a, a video that takes place in high school. And we clearly you know, we can't be the teachers. That's too obvious. So I was like, well, I guess in this video, I'll, I'll be like the, uh, I can be the lunch man and Dan can be the janitor. So <laughs> 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 we had our friend Jim Harrington come over. We got like got all the kind of accoutrement to dress up as these characters. And we had them take our picture and we we're like, man, that, that should just be the fucking record cover. And so, you know, we're both fucking college dropouts. So it just like, we were inspired to just well, go, go with it.
0: Well, it works. It works. And the album is coming out uh, May 13th, the 11th studio album from the black keys. And then you hit the road like right away. You're coming here to Chicago in uh, July uh, playing with uh, band of horses big fans of band yeah. of horses too yeah
2: yeah i i i uh, i i've been listening to um that band since their first record came out and before that there was a band that ben was in called courses weird that i i, I used oh, to yeah. listen to as well
0: yeah well congrats on the record really looking forward to hearing the rest of it love wild child and, uh, you know, all the best. But before I let you go, I have one more question for you. And I know you're a baseball fan. Yeah. I know you're a Cleveland American League Baseball Club fan. Uh, Guardians,
2: yeah. yay or nay? Um name? I'll take it. I'll take it. I, the weird thing is, like, living in Cleveland or Akron, you know, going to – I mean, no one's ever – no one ever talking about the Guardians on the bridge. I literally never heard of it until, so, like, they named the team after that. So, it wasn't – it's not, like, some thing that, you know, but – the last oh, thing I want the last thing I want is like a controversial sports team name because like mm-hmm. you know uh I, you know there's a there's enough things to have to defend already being a Cleveland sports fan that the last thing you have to like worry about the name like but
0: uh well if they ever get the season together the uh the team will protect the entire city of Cleveland how's that
2: well someone said like it's the perfect name for Cleveland because they do guard all the rookie rookies until their rookie contract is up. They guard all the good (laughs) players until they get sucked away the the Dodgers and shit. Oh, all those pitchers,
0: (laughs) all those pitchers. Well,
2: Well, thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have to say, uh, thanks for always supporting the band. And I have to say also, you know, I, I was at game seven, um, of the world series, uh, and I watched the Cubs beat my team and I was completely fine with it because I was sitting right behind uh, Bill Murray and I got to watch Bill (laughs) Murray watch his team win the World Series. And that was kind of the most incredible experience. So there you go.
0: Oh, that's cool. Patrick, thanks a lot for talking to us, man. We'll see you this summer. Okay.
1: Okay, man. Thanks.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.